You notice what seems to be a trail of puddles leading into the forest. You follow and eventually you begin to hear sobbing. As the sobbing gets louder, you find yourself running into the saddest cryptid you'll ever meet. Welcome to Below the Forest Floor. My name is Nancy and I'm here with my partner slash co-host Ryan. Hello. On today's episode, we will be discussing the adorable yet elusive squonk. <laughs> I will say it is it is adorable though, really. It's, and I, it's pretty cute. I feel I feel kind of bad looking at it too. Why? Why do you feel bad looking at it? Because it looks it's sad. <laughs> oh, it gets worse. I am so sorry to say this, but it's gonna get worse. Everyone, grab your tissues, mm -hmm. grab your emotional support, Barbies. <laughs> <laughs> Let's get started. So. Deep in the Pennsylvania hemlock forest lives a small cryptid called a squonk. Imagine a very, very, very wrinkly green pig with a long snout. And instead of cur like a curly, cute little tail, its tail just kind of hangs there. And this creature is covered in warts. Not only is this the squonk kind of creature hard to look at by some people's, uh, you know, opinions, it's hard to hate it because the thing is, it knows it's ugly. <laughs> yeah, and unfortunately... It kind of looks like a creature from Star Wars also. Right, and unfortunately, that because it knows that it's ugly, it cries all the time. And that's why it's always crying. Oh, God. Yeah, yeah. this is going to be a sad episode to me. <laughs> So, according to legend, there was a hunter by the name of J.P. Wentling supposedly captured the squonk while out on a hunt. He lured him into his grasp by imitating the cries of this creature. Oh, that's sad. That's, that's like really this Don-level douchebagginess. <laughs> it is, actually, yeah. Wentling threw him into a bag and began his trek back to town to show the people the monster he caught. As he walked, he noticed that his bag started getting lighter and lighter as the sobs of the squonk began to trail off. He stopped to check on the creature and saw it had completely disappeared, leaving behind a wet sack. Now what oh, happened to the squonk? Well, it is said that the squonk can actually escape those who try to kidnap him by dissolving itself into a puddle of tears. Oh, jeez. I'm, like, just writing this, I was, like, already tearing up and sobbing myself. Yeah. Yeah, I, I don't blame you. I would, be, I would be doing the same thing. Some people have even claimed that Terriers, you know, like the dog, um, that have come in contact with squonk tears are how pugs came to exist. <laughs> oh, goodness. Because, like, you know, pugs are super wrinkly and they, like, look like little doggy pigs. So people started saying that any, like, terriers that either drank the water from the tears from the squonk or, like, you know, walked in it, stepped in it, bathed in it, whatever... They eventually started birthing pugs. Oh, goodness. Yeah, it's... That looks like a squonk. It is called it is, a squonk. It is called a squonk. <laughs> Sorry, I just sent her a picture because I didn't know if you had... I wasn't going to like just jump in with something, you mm -hmm. know, because as we, as we talked about. 
but I don't know if you found out that apparently they're in Final Fantasy fourteen. It, I did see that. I heard that. But when I saw the oh. picture, I was like, it doesn't look like a squonk. So I don't know if they knew what they were doing or if they did it on purpose or if it's like uh, an English I, translation. I think it because this is apparently an American folklore. So it probably would have been a translation thing. But um, yes, it doesn't look like it. But a lot of things don't look the way that they should for Final Fantasy, you know? Yeah, that's true. And it's it's quite chunky and it does it does have some loose skin. And it is very ugly. <laughs> no, I don't think it's ugly. It's alright, I guess. <laughs> well, it's not the prettiest thing I've ever seen. Well, squonks are actually a fairly new cryptid and can be traced back to a book published in 1910 by the author William T. Cox. Minnesota's first ever state forester. Oh, okay. William wrote a book called Fearsome Creatures of the Lumberwoods with a Few Desert and Mountain Beasts. That entire sentence was the title of the book. Oh, wow. This book was a fantasy field guide, which means that everything in it was completely made up. Oh, really? Yes, and it has stories of multiple creatures that this person decided, you know, if you're out in the field, these are the mysterious creatures you could run into. It's almost like uh, fantastic beasts and where to find them sort of thing. Yeah. Well, not all the creatures are technically made up. Some of them in the book were based on eyewitness accounts. Okay. For example, the story of the hog bear. Have you ever heard of that? It sounds familiar, actually, but for a second I was like, is that just what they're calling the squonk? No, <clears throat> this is a different creature. Well, the hog bear was based off of a finding by a man named Eugene Bruce. Although it is said that the hog bear was found to be a bear cub after Eugene captured it and took it to the zoo to show it off. Oh, well. Yeah, so he saw a bear cub and I guess, you know... He was like, small bear, oh my god, it must be like a bear pig thing. Yeah, there was kind of like a cryptid boom where it was like any creature was just called something else there for a bit. Not only that, you know, back in the day, people weren't super knowledgeable on these kinds of things. You know, school wasn't necessarily enforced during this time period, so you didn't really get a lot of knowledge on what creatures existed and evolution biology how they looked as you know younglings so i guess this guy just saw tiny bear and went oh my god a cryptid right yeah which honestly happens a lot in the world of cryptids most of the time cryptids come from stories that people tell based off of something they saw and didn't understand yeah yeah exactly not to say that all cryptids are non-existent in a definitive sense but if you think about it the human mind likes to play tricks on people Heck, if yeah. you if you look at yourself in the mirror and in, in the dark for too long, your face starts to get all warped and contorted, and that's how the legend of Bloody Mary happened. Yeah. So like you can just kind of imagine what it would be like to just be out in the woods in the dark and see a tiny version of things you've heard about and be completely baffled and be like <gasps> I must take this new finding to the zoo. And can you imagine the people at the zoo? They're like, that's a baby bear. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I just imagine. 
He's like, I found it. I found something fantastical. A hog bear. And they're just staring at him like, no. That, that's a bear, sir. <laughs> but it's small. Sir, where do sir, you think this is bears, a bear. <laughs> where do you think bears come from? <laughs> but it's little. <laughs> Look at him. It's like a tiny tree. You mean broccoli? <laughs> oh, yeah. There you go. I haven't heard that one before. That was. <laughs> Although we know that the squonk originated as a fictional creature from a book in the 1910s, that didn't stop the author Henry H. Tyron from continuing the squonk lore in 1939. And wow. Yeah. It's not even that far away from the 1910s. So 1910 to 1939, that's about, what, 29 years? Yep. So. Uh, 1939, the book Fearsome Critters, which, by the way, is um, available to download and read for free because it is public domain now. I can't imagine why. <laughs> it's just because it's really old. They're not going to continue the trademark on that for too long. Oh, it's actually pretty interesting. I, I was reading through it a little bit when I was doing my research for the Squonk, and it was definitely interesting they had a what? lot of strange creatures yeah i was gonna say like what else is in it a lot it's a lot um but this guy got a little depressing with some of his stuff <laughs> uh so they had he just had a bunch of made-up stuff that i couldn't even remember but the, the thing is a squonk in disguise no it's just it was like a bunch of random stuff you know it's all made up monsters yeah and so uh According to this book, the squonk didn't always live in Pennsylvania, so this guy gave it lore. Oh. It was once a desert-dwelling creature that loved dry land. Unfortunately, its habitat became swampy, forcing the squonk to be a water-dwelling animal, causing webbing between its toes to form. Oh, okay. It gets depressing from here on out. Everyone grab your tissues, grab your emotional support. Dolls. <laughs> As if the poor thing couldn't feel any worse um, about the way it looks, another author made it worse by evolving it into a web-toed monstrosity, which is this guy. And squonks are said to be found by hunters easily as they hide um, in their dens when the moon is full so they don't catch a glimpse of themselves in the water or in the... <sighs> puddles of their tears oh geez so because they hide during the full moon hunters are supposed to know like okay so now we know that they're hiding in their homes in the forest so we could go get them oh yeah <sighs> this is a very sad episode <laughs> it's a very sad cryptid book it is a poor little thing like oh my god so they are more likely to be found at dusk or dawn and can be coaxed out of hiding by imitating their cries. On top of that, the writer of the second book says that they used to be there used to be many squonks like there was like a whole species of them. Oh. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> But when the flooding of their desert home happened, many of the squonks were this is not me saying it, this is this guy saying it. They were too dumb, he called them dense, to get uh -huh. out of the water and swam in circles until they drowned. Oh, jeez. 
Oh, oh my god. <laughs> this poor creature was already so darn pitiful and then they added salt to the wound. It's like, not only is he ugly, he's dumb too. Check this out. <laughs> oh my god. On the plus side, you know, its hometown has sprouted a festival in its name called Squonkapalooza. Squonkapalooza. Yeah, they have food, vendors, and they celebrate in the name of the squonk. And That's it happens really nice in of. August. It would definitely make it feel better. Honestly, I hope so, because that makes me so fucking sad. This whole <laughs> thing makes me sad as heck. Like, it's just... My lord, why would you make such a sad creature and just make it worse and worse? But what do you think about what you've heard so far with the squonk? Sorry, you caught me in the middle of a yawn. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, it's uh, it's a very, very sad, like, sad story. It's a sad cryptid. It makes me feel bad. <laughs> um, you're like, thanks, I didn't want to wake up today and be depressed. I appreciate the sad. <laughs> like, it, it, it's okay. It, it, you know, it happens, but... Yeah. It's, yeah, it's just, it's it's sad. And some of the pictures I'm seeing on Google search, it's, it's like the whole ugly cute. And then some of them are just like, yes, it's ugly, but it kind of like makes you feel sad for it looking at it because they give it like that, that very, very sad look to it where you know like the the puppy eyes oh and my god the quivering lips and all that it's like it's it's a bit much <laughs> you know what it reminds me of what's that a certain pokemon <laughs> which one lechonk mm, oh it does it's like a mixture between lechonk with like the personality of Mimikyu. oh no <laughs> That, that's that's what I was thinking of the whole time. I was just thinking of like uh, Mimikyu. Oh my god, that's so depressing. Because okay, so if you guys don't know about Mimikyu, Metro Ryan, my brain no work good. Ryan, would you like to tell them a little bit about what Mimikyu is? By the way, to start it off, it's a Pokemon. For those of you who may not know, yeah, it's uh, it's a Pokemon that. What's the whole actual story? Because I don't remember a lot of it. I just remember the fact that it impersonates Pikachu because it wants to be loved. Yeah, that's the depressing you know, part. It, it it wants to it wants to be a very popular thing, and it's really sad because it's not. Um, but it it dresses kind of like pikachu because it wants to try to be very very popular and everything and, and i've the and the thing is is like i love mimikyu a trillion times more than i've ever loved pikachu ever even since like the very beginning because i've been around pokemon since the very start yeah like when those games before those games launched in america i had nintendo power magazines that were showing off you know like the the pictures and things like the concept art and stuff that is still to this day my favorite part of like any pokemon art or anything like that is the original ones that kind of have that like watercolor um mm -hmm. look to them you know with the faded out parts 
I've never liked Pikachu all that much. <laughs> so like the st the story of Mimikyu and Mimikyu in and of itself, I love that Pokemon so much. And so many people do. It's just kind of funny where it's like the story of it is that it's unpopular and it wants to be very popular. But the thing is, is like it is so popular. <laughs> and seeing all the all the wholesome memes about Mimikyu, yeah. it's so great. I love it. <laughs> so do you think the squonk exists? Who knows? It's like the Pennsylvania forest can have a lot of weird stuff in it. <laughs> and something like this could definitely live there. Um, I wonder if it was just like a super ugly pig. That, and like this forester who wrote the book on the, the made up cryptids just kind of based the cryptids off of these creatures he saw and just kind of added a little bit of spice <laughs> you might have just seen like a really ugly boar possibly you know like a deformed kind of one and thought of it something like this and because like sometimes there's a the fact that like um it might not have actually just been like a regular boar or anything like that like maybe it had mange and that's why it didn't have oh, the warts fur. and all that and yeah like the, it might not have been warts it might have just been rash oh I mean, that's um, a possibility. And if it's sick from that and stuff, there is going to be like water around the eyes and, you know, like how the dogs get where they've got the gunk in their eyes. Oh, yeah, yeah. It could have been something like that, too. So I think this one has a definite possibility of being something, whether or not it's exactly what the story is. Mm -hmm. I personally think that it could have been something, you know? Right, right. I think the thing that weirds me out or freaks me out about it is that it, it, Okay, so you know how they talk about when animals look in a mirror, they don't recognize that it's themselves. They think it's another animal. Yeah, for like this, this one knows it's itself because it cries at its own. I was going to say, yeah, when you mentioned the whole part about the why they hide in the moonlight. Yeah. And it's it's that part, I think, makes me feel even worse because it's like got it's got a higher intelligence level. Than I was going to say, yeah, it's it's <laughs> it's got intelligence, you know, it's yeah because like babies don't even fucking recognize themselves in the mirror when they see themselves so yeah oh also um speaking of like just this whole thing uh i just came across a meme of the squonk is a mythical creature that is so ugly it hides from plain sight and spends most of its time weeping and it's a picture of it you know mm -hmm. and then you know like how the meme goes around where it's like what's going on in this picture and it's got like the check boxes like it's annoying or not interesting i'm in this photo and i don't <laughs> like it i think it shouldn't be on facebook and it's spam someone clicked on the i'm in this photo and i don't like it <laughs> oh, no <laughs> oh my god that is so sad no you're all beautiful you're all beautiful and amazing and i love you all yes um so in my personal opinion i don't i don't think the squonk exists it's it's literally it was written into a book of made-up creatures on purpose in 1910 do i think that something like the squonk could have existed at that moment to have inspired this sure you know people people get inspired by things all the time and you know that like the hog bear people mistake actual animals that don't look like their normal selves for mythical cryptid creatures yeah i found an actual cute picture of the squonk <laughs> <laughs> oh 
Oh my god. <laughs> Isn't it? I love when people draw the squonk all adorable. I don't like when they draw him with a human face. Some of them draw, draw him with a human face. Okay, I literally, yeah, I literally just came across one of those. I, uh, I got another one that's just, this one's just going to make you laugh. Uh, okay. I like how it sent absolutely nothing but text. I know. Um, but it's just, I've, okay, so I don't know if this is like a part of some of the lore that some people say is a possibility because I've, I've never seen anything about it. There wasn't a lot of information about this creature besides what was already written about him. But some people draw him with a human face for some reason. Oh my god, that looks hilarious. <laughs> it just, it looks like a giant worm with big eyes. And it's got the little T-Rex arms. Oh my god. It's just like, but I, I do like how in this picture that you sent that he's in a swamp. Like, you know, some of the lore that was made up later uh, explains yeah but like i just don't get why some people are like yeah let's make let's give him a people face it's like why that's not even in any of this it's that's not described at all as giving him a, a face of a man what was one of those i swear i don't know if it was like a like a tv show or a movie kind of creature or if it was like an actual cryptid but there was something that was almost like a pig with a human oh i know what it was now it was that one uh the korean horror game where you're where you've got the the cell phone light oh and yeah. camera that one that we watched the game grumps play right right you think that could that. be based off of this oh my god i wonder if it was but like that's but that was a ghost though but yeah it was like a giant pig with a human face that's creepy. I wonder if that's its own thing. Like maybe there's a creature like that. Yeah, because it's like the the creature itself is a giant pig. Like the whole mm -hmm. whole body, even the head. But when you look at it with the cell phone, it has right. it the, the head changes. Right. Well, with the squonk's existence, besides the fact that it was clearly man-made and written to the book. No one has ever actually had an eyewitness encounter with it or any nobody's ever even brought up like, oh, I saw a pig in the forest and could have been the squonk. There's nothing. I scoured the entire internet, pages and pages of Google, trying to find at least one person who would claim that they saw a squonk or something like it. Nothing. Wow. And what well, to be to be fair, yeah, this is <sighs> But even with made up stuff like Slenderman which is clearly That's... a creepypasta. <laughs> yeah. People. I think that that one caught people's attention because of the the lore behind it. This one is kind of like makes everyone feel sad. So everyone just kind of forgets about it. Oh, I hope that's not why. But it's just, I don't know. That's just something that I thought was interesting. Because even with, with creatures like Siren Head and Slenderman, which were creepypastas and were made on like Reddit and shit like that. Yeah. People know that they're fake, and but people are still out there. I saw him. I seen Slenderman in the forest. Okay, so why hasn't anybody seen Squonk, this adorable little sad creature? So yeah, there's absolutely no eyewitnesses for it whatsoever. It's just a sad creature that was written in a book. But we love him so much. I love him. I'm so sorry, Squonk, for all the hate you've gotten or for people trying to hunt you according to the text. This is mean, and they need to leave you alone. <laughs> leave squonk alone <laughs> i was gonna do that then i stopped myself 
can't stop me. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> well, nonetheless, I do think this creature is totally iconic and deserves its recognition. Is it because I think it's a cool cryptid? Maybe. Is it mostly because I feel bad for its entire existence and species? Yes. 100% yes. <laughs> yeah. I mean, come on. It's so ugly it cries when it sees itself. I know. How can I not instantly fall in love with it and want to take care of it forever? That might be why the story was written the way that it was to, to get the sympathy vote. Ooh, so hunters will leave it alone. Yeah, yeah. Oh, who, ah, you know what? You're onto something there. Ooh, fancy. I usually am. Because <laughs> maybe if you can make people feel really, really bad for something, they're not really going to... Or at least like you can get like a public outcry against the people hunting it. It maybe mm. it might have came around as a type of like propaganda to stop people from hunting boars and things. Ooh. And it, this was written by someone who was a forester who worked as a, you know, basically like a forest ranger. Like kinda, yeah, kind of like a park ranger back then. Yeah. Uh, but like, yeah, because if you think about it, you need to find, because like maybe you can get, you can drum up sympathy from people in, you know, local towns and everything to where the outcry will stop people from hunting in those forests. You know, there's a mythological creature that lives in this forest now. It's any super sad. Like, it's kind of like sacred at this point now. Yeah. If you can get people's, if you can get people's attention and get their support for this type of thing, who knows? I mean, honestly, you're right. It's a possibility. That's, that that sounds like the most plausible now. Honestly, it really does. Well, whether squonks are real or not, they are welcome down here with us below the forest floor. You will live like kings down here. Kings, I say. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening, everyone. We hope you enjoyed this episode as much as we did. We'd like to give a shout out to our forest deity patron, Lotus Vincent. If you would like a shout out at the end of our episodes and would like to help support the podcast, make sure to check us out at patreon.com slash below the forest floor for more details. See you all next time. Bye. Bye.